Welcome to another episode of Green. Oh God, I'm so sorry. I'm so what? What is the name of this podcast again? I just I, I keep forgetting. It's Greedy Earthlings. Idiot! You're, you're get out of here. You're fired. Goodness. Hmm. I'm not sure the Lurflings will go for that one, Guri. It sounds a bit like basement rock. That should stay in the basement. Really, I was I was kind of digging it, as in uh, digging this hole a bit deeper because so much music was coming out. Yes, and you could be a bit more thoughtful for the next person by covering that up before you leave our commode alfresca, as it were. Uh, but aren't you invigorated by us getting back to nature here on Lurf, Captain? We rise with the light from the sun. We feel the cool breeze in our tentacles. We huddle in a tree during a night of steady rain. Yes. It's delightful. Was that, was that you crying and sniffling all night? I had assumed that was Timmy. I was not, I was not crying. Yes, it must have been Timmy, our, our useless intern who couldn't even start a fire with a proton blaster last night. Useless. Hey, the wood was very wet. Be gone with you, Timmy. You know you're you're not supposed to have any lines before the official welcome to a new episode. It's in your contract. Oh, no, that's that's all changed now. Uh, Timmy has signed on with my agent, too, just like Shipwards. Marty hooked him up with a no-restriction contract, just like the rest of us. Oh, that's just great. Now I have three other buffoons with, with hot mics. I feel like this is just another in a series of tests by the, the great unknowable. Is this a test? Another test? Because you've given me about 12 this week. It's, it's, it's too many tests. Too many tests for one, one captain to take. I can't take it. Well, heavy are the, he- the three heads that uh, wear the crowns, Yuri. Uh, as a co-pilot, I only have to worry about a pop quiz now and again. Yes, well, I suppose I should welcome our listeners to what is sure to be an unlucky 13th episode of... 13? Why would why would we announce that? Why would we even attempt to record such an ill-fated broadcast, Captain? We're doomed. Don't. Don't be ridiculous. Don't be silly, Guri. It's just just a universal superstition that rarely amounts to anything at all. Oh, does it not? What happened on our 13th mission back when we were in training for Meeporpy and Star Command? We were swallowed by a black hole and spent six Carflugans working our way up through the Wendy's Corporation from janitor to fry cook to shift manager to store manager before we were rescued by Janos the Toothless after he decided we had learned our lesson. Oh, that Kranos. <laughs> Correct. And 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 what happened in our thirteenth space battle? I'd I'd rather not say. Should we have Shipward read out the battle log? No. No, let's not. No. Battle log number thirteen hundred. The enemy is sighted. The captain retreats to his secret lavatory and sends repeated SOS signals to me Porpy in high command. This was 12 parsecs prior to the first soup cannon being fired. We were greatly outnumbered by the Kardashians that day. I was, I was only being prudent. 
but not brave. And 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 what happened on the thirteenth planet we conquered? Uh, I mean, explored. Well, well, that would be that would be this one. We enraged our superiors. We were stripped of our command and our favorite socks, and stranded without our technologies or means of transport. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm beginning to see see your point there, Guru. If we proceed with this episode, we are in great danger. Well, well, what would you have me do exactly, Guri? We, we can't just end our broadcast after twelve episodes. It's in our contract. We could, we could, we could just end it, or, or we could, uh, we could make this a very short episode. What about that? We could just introduce it. We both say hello, then just as quickly we both say goodbye. We play the little music at the end, and and then we could uh, launch right into the fourteenth episode. I'm not. Safer. Well, I'm not sure we can fool the universe quite so easily. Wouldn't our fourteenth episode then just be our thirteenth actual full episode, and the bad luck would find us there anyway? We wouldn't be escaping anything. The universe is not an idiot. If I may pose a solution, Captain. Oh, well, look who's going to solve this conundrum. Our walking, talking computer mechanic. Yes. Well, what is it? What do you have in your puny Toshiba in mind? Face your fears head on, Captain. <sighs> then at least your fears know they have a fight on their hands. If you show no fear to fear, the fear may begin to fear you. Whoa. Are, are you taken in by that nonsense, Gory? Seriously, could, could I be surrounded by idiots to any greater extent? I don't think so. No, no, I, I think he's onto something, Captain. Was it, oh. Wasn't it a famous hummus bean who said something like, we have no thing to fear but fear itself? Oh, so now we are gleaning wisdom from the hummus beans. Really? I don't know. Which way is up anymore? And I'm not sure I even care. So so let's just proceed with welcoming you to the 13th. Yes, there I said it. Do your worst, cruel fates. It's the 13th episode of Greetings, Lurflings, the podcast that used to be of the stars, but is now the podcast of two sad, shipwrecked, and love-bound Bepopian explorers. You're crying again, Captain. I'm... Uh, whatever. <laughs> I'm your down on his luck, Captain Yurishi. We be gone. We'll be gone. I don't even know anymore. We and be this gone. <laughs> shipper idiot to my left is my fearful co-pilot, Guri Two Shoes. Say hello, Guri. Hello, Captain. No, not to me. To the listeners. Aren't you? Aren't you going to introduce our companions as well? I'm pretty sure Marty got them introductions in their uh, new new contracts. What? This is an outrage. Now I need to introduce every underling in our pathetic party. I believe so. Yes. Should I introduce this grass? How about this this pin? I'll, All right. Let's fine. stick I'll, to the characters. I'll introduce Shipwood, but I draw the line at Timmy, who I'm secretly hoping will be eaten by one of the the many woodland creatures of Lurf. Hey. Fair listeners, please also say hello to the embodied voice of our ship's computer, Shipward, who it turns out was more of a stowaway than anything else. Hello, folks, and Captain, to address your 
kind introduction. I did not choose to be kidnapped from my grade school on Toshiba and in prison in your ship's computer room, but that is what transpired when your oppressive species visited my peaceful planet, and here we are. What? Do you mean to tell me you are you were just a child? You you were taken from your grade school classroom? Well, I was taken from my grade school classroom, yes, but I was not a student there. I was the teacher, oh, or more of a teaching assistant. I was filling in. What, what, what class were you teaching? Computer science. Ah, well, that makes sense. We poached a capable programmer and computer technician calling you to a... I had purpose, as it were. Well, I was just helping out in that classroom that day. My actual training is in physical education. Oh, my stars. You're a gym teacher. That's what you are. Oh, me Borpian protocol strikes again. Well, that explains how you were in such good shape and managed to carry us both 60 carpex over rough terrain onto that trash heap in the last episode. Yes, it explains all too much, and... As much as I'd love to continue this sparkling conversation, I'd like to perhaps advance the plot a bit in this episode. That is, if you if you all feel up to it. Don't know if you've other things we're, to do. We're not holding you up, Captain, are we, on, on that front? There's nothing in my contract for or against advancing the plot, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm good either way. No, 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 of course not. The two of you with your antics and silly questions would never be standing in the way of advancing the storyline. It it is probably the writers who are most to blame for these long, meandering, senseless dialogues that seem to serve no purpose whatsoever. Character development, perhaps? I I like to think our our conversations generate empathy, Captain. Which, which, by the way, might prove to be a power source. We should try hooking up our new ship to the uh, podcast's admin account. Yes. If we're generating anything. Well, uh, uh, about the ship, I, I'd like to find a replacement today. I can't bear to think a continuous stream of positive thoughts for any longer than it will take us to fly to the nearest source of these contraptions. Hopefully we'll find a non-broken one with its own power source. And maybe we could upgrade to a, to a model that has an actual interior instead of just a flimsy superstructure. I do not enjoy hanging on for dear life during flight. Uh, Shipward, can can you scan your memory of the ship's computer files uh, for what this thing is that we're calling our ship and, and where we can find something like it? Yes, scanning now. Uh, and? Oh, did you want me to share what I'm finding? I didn't hear that command. Oh, for the love of comets, Chipwood, you're not a computer, so we shouldn't have to spell out each of our commands now, should we? Just answer the question. Sorry, Captain Force of Habit. It looks like our ship is a very commonplace toy drone used by the hummus beans for pointless entertainment. One of the cheapest models, actually, with minimal controls. Ah, that that would explain the lack of a steering wheel. I'm scanning the area for local toy stores. There are a few. Toys in the Attic, Helen of Toy, Toys Are We. 
Oh, oh, that last one offers toys and correct grammar. I, I appreciate that. Uh, and, and, and thank comments for your pornographic memory, by the way, Shipward. This is amazing. You can recall local business listings. Oh, here, here's one just 40 car packs from here called Geek Hut that might uh, have one of those toy drones available. It looks like there's a President's Day sale that's still going on now. Ooh, Captain, a sale. Did you hear that? We do not intend to pay for our new ship, you fool. As interstellar explorers, we can apply Universal Law Number 4, which states that beings with superior wits, firepower, and technologies may appropriate what they need from those with inferior wits, firepower, and technologies. Yeah, uh, I'm a bit worried about the current state of our firepower, Captain, though, without even one soup cannon in our possession. Never mind that. Our superior, superior wit and technology will suffice. Now, let's all climb aboard and set our sights on the, the geek hut or whatever it is. Geek on the hut? drone again. Oh. Just can't wait to get on that drone again. The life I love is making music with my friends. Are, are you going to the bathroom again, Gory? It's not appropriate. No, I was singing. Oh, crap. I was singing and playing this instrument that I fashioned out of twigs and vines. Ah, well, sometimes it's hard to tell the difference. In fact, your productions from the commode sound actually quite a bit better. This instrument, by the way. Sorry, sorry, but I'll stop. Remember, positive thoughts, Captain. I, I know that, Chipwood. And your needless reminder has only interrupted my, my train of positive thoughts. Getting back on track now, and away we go. Yuri, Guri, and crew make their way the 40 Carpex, or three Earth miles, out of the forest and into a small town, which is bustling with life on a late Saturday morning. Oh, no, you don't stop it. Who's this now? Yeah, yeah, who are you? What, me? Me? Yeah, yes, yes, you. What? What's this coming in all of a sudden, trying trying to advance the storyline? Well, I'm the narrator. I'm just the narrator. The, the, the writers thought you need a little, a little help. Not far off the mark there. Oh, no, you don't. The last thing we need is another tertiary character here, who, next thing you know, you'll, you'll sign on with Guri's agent, and I'll be introducing a cast of thousands at the start of each podcast. that will take forever. I will not have this and you will retreat from this script by the time I count to Farslap, or suffer the fury of my proton blast. I'm sorry, Yuri. I was just heeding the writer's instructions. Croft! Is that... Are you counting? Gurglue! Couldn't you count in English or, or translate your words as you, you do for the vast majority of the episode? I, I don't know what number Farslap is, although I suppose I could guess that it would be three. Farslap! Ah! <laughs> nice shot, Captain. You fry, you fried his lobe for sure. Who, who needs a narrator? Not us, or not we. We don't. Do we? I like to say narita, anyway. We, we do not, and he shan't be bothering us again. 
But look, we're here, I believe. We've landed in what seems to be a transportation corridor of some kind right in front of our destination. And how's that for advancing the plot, I might add, as if I needed help, stupid narrative. Look out, Captain! Oh my goodness, what was that? Something blotted out of the Lurvian sun there for, for a light second. Here comes another one! Perhaps we should get out of the street, Captain, and into the safety of the geek hut. Th- this way, sir. I, I can't get over the size and scale of these hummus beans. Luckily, there's a break in this cliff at the edge of the transportation corridor where we can just hike up the slope here to the store's entrance. Yes, suddenly I do not like being this small. Surely it's excellent for space travel and great for sneaking around girls' locker rooms, but not really... Captain, for once, it's me telling you to focus. Our our destination is at hand. And uh, now, how do you propose we open this... Absolutely massive door. Ah, well, I have, I have no idea. I give up. Give up. The weatherization of this portal is substandard, Captain, with a sizable gap at the base. We should be able to pass right under the door. Oh, of, of, of course. That's what I was about to suggest. After all, leadership. Shipward's is- right. He, he, we, we can walk right in here. And, oh, I always get so giddy in a toy store. I mean, look at all this stuff. Stay focused, Guri. We're looking for a very, Shaker. very specific Great Helly's Ghost. Look at all this glitter. I know. And I bet those are mountains of candy over there. Look. Look at the giant eyes on these lurfling creatures, making them look quite adorable. I think this one has made eye contact with me. I will approach. It is candy. It's so sweet. If only I could put put it on a boat and... Take me to your leader, oh cute one. And do you have a name? Yes, you're so cute. I believe you are speaking to what is a mere facsimile of a Lurfian creature, Captain. It looks to be a little more than a a soft, colorful fabric filled with plastic beads. Quite toxic, actually. I I wouldn't get too close. Oh, I knew that. Of course. We are in a toy store, after all. You must expect these sort of gags and illusions. Aisle four, bottom shelf, should be where they display the flying contraptions. How did you know that, Shipward? He's right. I see more toy drones, but... Oh, my quasars, look at this! There are some delightful options over here, judging by the pictures on these giant boxes. Uh, It says, assembly required. What is assembly? Probably some sort of... Taunt at our lack of bottoms. Curse our Mepopian forms. That would be assembly, meaning building or putting together. Ah, that figures and makes much more sense. But uh, we we don't exactly have a construction crew handy. Ah, but what is this beautiful ship, fully constructed, suspended in in midair up there? Look. Yes, yes, that looks to be... An explorer class, Star Runner, a ship 
often used by the Gorgons, and, and one that a few Meeporpians have had the privilege of boarding, much less owning and operating. But what is that doing here? Waiting for us to rescue it, apparently. Ours is not to ask questions, but to provide answers. And the answer in this situation is to immediately claim that ship as our own and fly it out of here at once. Do do you think it's just a replica, Captain? I mean, this is a toy store. Well, we must take a closer look. We are explorers, after all. Shipwood, use that toy slingshot over there to fling Guri onto the Star Runner. Wait, what? Why me? The captain should board the vessel first, I would say. Stop your whining and climb into the saddle of the slingshot right here. Now, Shipwood, help me just pull it back. I don't like this idea. I've never been slung anywhere before. And how do we even know this? these cheap Lurfian slingshots work? It's a primitive technology that even the hummus beans could have come close to mastering. Now, remember to extend your tentacles when you near the ship. I am not ready for this. I repeat now. Ready, fire on my command, Shipwood. Ready, fire! Ah! Oh, Ooh, I think we missed. I think he went right into the ceiling, actually. I think you forgot. To aim, Captain. You skipped over that. Normally you say, ready, aim, fire. But we skipped right over the aim part. Uh, oh, that's that's right. It's ready, aim, fire. Oh, how silly of me. Oh, sorry about that. Guys, it's dark and stuffy in here. I think my heads are stuck in what is not, like, not a completely solid substance here. Kind of lightweight. Breaks apart easily. Yuck! I've got some in my mouth. Yes, just just hang in there, Gory. We can see your real tentacles hanging out. You're right above the ship, though. Perhaps if you can wriggle free, you'll you'll drop right onto it. Luckily, you don't have an ass. <laughs> I'll I'll try, Captain. It's ah, <sighs> it's gonna take a bit of work here. And while he's doing that, perhaps we can adjust the speed. And trajectory, now that we've completed that little test flight, and you can sling me onto the ship now, I'll just climb into the saddle here. Remember to aim this time. Aim, aim. Ah, and and a little less speed, okay? Here, Captain, tie this rope to your midsection, and then fasten it to the ship once you land on it. Then Timmy and I can climb up after you. Brilliant, Shipwood. Brilliant. Thanks for reminding me to think of that. I'm glad you're working this all out after launching me into the ceiling. I'm still stuck, you know. Okay, Shipwood. Ready? Aim. Fire! Aha! Perfect shot, Shipwood. I've got onto the side of the ship, right near the bottom entry bay. Wow. Well, if this is a replica, the detail is extraordinary. It even has a common stamp on the bottom right here. Madi in China. Yes. Uh, it says Madi in China? Really? Well, then that's the real deal. What are the chances? Hold on. I'm working my way free here. 
Yes, this certainly seems like an authentic Star Runner 653BX1. Of a slightly dated vintage, sure, but once I get inside, I can confirm whether it's operational. Tie off the rope, Captain, and Timmy and I will be right up. Oh, right. Here we go. I'll use one of the knots I learned in Space Scouts. A slip knot, I believe this one is called. And whoops, oh, the rope just sort of slipped right off the finger. Sorry about that. That is the one knot not to use. Oh, the knot not to use. Yes, well, I thought two <laughs> knots made a right. So, but no matter. I'll just fly the ship down to where you are, of course. And don't forget about me. Oh, of, co- of course not, Guri. I'll, I'll pop the top hatch and you can drop in just like Luke Skywalker at the end of one of those quite Star Wars movies. I believe the Hummus Beans called them. Now, let me just make my way to the bridge here. Ah, yes, the ship's interior is completely accurate as well. Ooh, look, vacuum toilets. I think this may indeed be an actual spaceship. But how did it get here? I wonder if the writers have an explanation for this. It's quite extraordinary. Not yet, I'm guessing. Here we are. I'm accessing the main computer console now. Welcome, Captain. How can I help you today? Oh, no, we don't. I I cannot handle one additional ship's computer right now. Deactivating AI personality now. Turn off. Goodbye. Was, was that a female ship's computer? Uh, I, I, I believe it was, Shipwood, or... Or it could be a female of some species trapped inside the ship's computer, but we don't have time for that right now. Besides, aren't you doing the long-distance thing with Martha? I was, but our correspondences have begun to tail off. I'm beginning to suspect she's up to something with the dryer again. Oh, those washer-dryer combos are difficult to keep apart. Sometimes they're actually... On top of each other. But anyway, I've, I've got some good news and, and some bad news. The good news is this ship is fully operational. An Explorer Class 7 Series X56G1, I believe. Star Runner in seemingly perfect, mint perfect condition. Bad news is its fuel cells are completely empty. What else is new? I've just about worked myself free here. Can you open the top hatch? What? Oh, yes, yes. Okay, I'm dropping in now. Hmm, that's funny. The hatch button doesn't seem to be I'm doing dropping. anything. Oh. Ah. oh, oh well. Oh. Some kinks, some kinks to be worked out here. Every uh-huh. ship has its quirks. Of course, nobody knows that better than Captain. And I feel like this is a good point to end today's episode. Having regained my command, sitting comfortably at the helm of an actual spaceship. Open the hatch! How it got here exactly is a mystery. Mystery that shall soon be solved, I'm sure. How we'll get it out of this toy store? Something I'm sure our writers can address. And another reason to tune in. Tune in next time. To greetings, lovelings, when we bring you more sights and sounds and tastes and feelings 
from our exploration of this, this tiny rock at the edge of the known universe. Tune in via your favorite podcast platform or weekdays at four on UBS. That's your universal broadcasting system, of course. Let me in! I'm still outside of the hatch here! Oh, for heaven's sake, hold your Winnebago's! The episode's over anyway, just get, get down here! Uh, so embarrassing! That's... Hello, everyone, and welcome. Thanks for coming over and uh, heeding my call, as it were. Grab a seat, or half a seat there, and uh, help yourself to some half sandwiches, some half-calf, half-decaf coffee, some half-and-half. There's also some half-and-half there if you need it. Uh, And we've got some halved kiwis and cantaloupes there, and some half-sour pickles that I found in my half-fridge. But I suppose you're all wondering why I called you here this evening. Not really, CC. We all know you're half broke, and you're already, uh, you're probably going to make a half-hearted attempt at reconciliation here when you've been sneaking around with my wife, Doreen, and that's what drove Shirley away. The nerve you have calling me here. <laughs> and the nerve you have showing up and calling me an adulterer to my face in my own half a home. I was hoping we could all be adulterer about this. Uh, I mean, more adult. I am being an adult by not strangling you on sight, CC. Oh, now, 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 fellows, let's not get this meeting off on, on the wrong foot. Hey, Hank's right. Now, I didn't call you here to have a fight. Well, how's I supposed to feel, CC? I still love Doreen, and I feel like I'm losing her. Uh, did did you just spell her name with with two two R's there, Danis? Yeah, I thought I heard that because I I've been pronouncing her name with one R all this time, and wouldn't that be egg on my face? Yes, it's Doreen with two R's, and, and really, CC, that's what you're embarrassed about. I take a certain pride in knowing how to spell the names of my lady friends. Why, why there once was a real spark plug from Missoula named Trixie Trix Offerson, and although although that could have been her stage name, but and I told her that on my honor, I could not take my pants off in front of her until I could write out her name correctly in longhand. Uh, you know, in nice uh, cursive lettering, like. And, uh, well, you know, I hadn't had much practice with the letter X. And uh, let's just say the sun was coming up before I finally dotted the I's and crossed the T's, if uh, you know what I mean. You, you are, you're a real work, real piece of work there, Cece. Can we just get to the point here? I've half a mind to storm out of here and hope to never see you again. <laughs> okay, now just hold your horses, everyone. Here's what I wanted to discuss. Now. Business has been slow for all of us. I think we might agree on that much. Am I right here? Here, we're past well, that, that there, there, coffee, by the way. Well, there, there, there ain't a whole lot of whole business right now. Yes, uh, that's right. Foot traffic has been a bit slow, but we're currently located off the shoulder of a highway, so that could have something to do with it. Are you going to eat that pickle? <laughs> <laughs> 
because Okay, right, right. Uh, okay, uh, right. Now, it, right, and it's a business slope, and we're each trying to keep some fraction, only one half in my case, of our old uh, businesses up and running in some uh, somewhat haphazard and less than ideal circumstances. Well, what with the frequent relocations required by mostly frivolous complaints and lawsuits, and uh, due to the annoying persistence of Johnny Law. Oh, I see where you're going with this, CZ. What if we were to combine forces, pool all our resources under one tent, as it were, but also literally under one somewhat decent-sized tent, uh, and what if we were to make a go of it together? Well, let me get this straight. You okay. want to combine CC's House of Saws, my uh -huh. den of drills, that's and right. Hank's wholesale holes are all under one roof. Our products have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> well, uh, what will we even call it that? Oh, but they do have something to do with each other. And that is that we're all friends. Well, that's a stretch. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, even if that were true... Uh, well, I'm not sure that's enough, Cece. The, the customer needs to be drawn in by the by the knowledge and expertise that we possess in our field. Uh, I, and I know holes, for example, and people know I know holes. They they come to me when when they need a hole of any kind, when they need advice on what sort of hole that can best fill the void in their lives. Oh, I know that, Hank. Uh, you're practically a therapist. Hank's right. My customers come to me because they know nobody drills better than Dennis of Dennis's den of drills. I've got more rare bits than a steak joint in Chicago. I mean, people are finding me even on the side of this road because they know I've got the goods. And because it's been almost two months since we drilled a hole in a customer. Two months. That is impressive. Yeah, Doreen got me one of those big counters to display. You know, 14 days since the last workplace incident or some such thing. We're up to 59 now. Oh, now you see, Doreen still cares for you and, and your business. Yeah, that was thoughtful of her. And CC, come to think of it, you're the one having so much trouble with the law and always having accidents on the sales floor. Why would we subject our customers to your substandard safety protocols? All right. Now, here's a little secret, boys. I'll let you in. People are drawn to danger. Have you seen my daily foot traffic? Have you seen my sales numbers? on the days that we don't actually kill anyone and have to shut down for the inquest. It's like when everyone slows down to look at a car wreck or walks over to see the fire. That's what's happening. Uh, well, uh, I, I can't see how that's sustainable, CC. Just well, right. I'll let you in on another secret. Yeah. I'm feeling generous today, and I'm, I'm putting my supreme confidence in both of you by telling you this. We're blood brothers for life if I divulge this next secret to you. Well, and perhaps you shouldn't. Well, yeah, I, I don't really think it's Here it goes. Oh, all right. <laughs> half of our accidents, half of them are staged. There, what? I said it. 
Hooey, but that's right, boys. Paid actors. Well, actually, unpaid interns, mostly from a local acting school. But they gain valuable work experience by letting out a Yelp and squirting a little bit of ketchup. And the next thing you know, our registers are ringing up the sales. Do you still use cash register, CT? Oh, I swear by them. Something about the little ring of the drawers opening and closing that just gives my store the air of a uh, successful industry. Well, uh, I know what you mean. I, I keep a grandfather clock just uh, ticking away in the corner when it gets quiet enough to hear that I know business is about to pick up. Really? Because that would scare the shit out of me. Oh, I'm sorry. Can, can I say that on the air? Well, it's a different business, so I, 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 I jumped. No, well, it's a different business, <laughs> yeah. I tell you. These are all different businesses, CC. Selling holes, different different psychological forces at work, I as did, you say. I didn't mean to speak for you, but yeah. I mean, what what, <laughs> what did you say a minute ago? We're, we're on the air, CC? What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, nothing. Oh, yeah, we're recording my next radio ad for CC's and Dennis's and Hank's house and den of wholesale ha- saws, drills, and holes. So that's a bit of a mouthful. But uh, just come on down, folks, to the shoulder of Route 66 near Marker, Biomarker 2, outside Sioux Falls, where if Sioux Falls, someone is sure to pick her up and sell her a saw, drill, or hole. You've been recording all of this without our permission. Well, I, I don't remember agreeing to to combine our businesses either. Now, now, gentlemen, I'm sure we can hammer out a deal here in the waning seconds of this radio spot. No. Uh, what say we split the profits uh, 50-50? Oh, uh, well, there, there's three of us, uh, Cece. Well, you know what I mean, Hank. Uh, 33, 33, 33, and that extra 1% goes back to the customer in savings. This is ridiculous. I'm leaving. <laughs> now, Dennis, no, no, don't turn your back on what will be the deal of your lifetime. I promise you. Why, with your expertise and my salesmanship and Hank's spookiness, uh, we'd be like the oh. super group of road. <laughs> we'd be like a super group of roadside vendors. We'd be like cream. Well, uh, w- which one of us is a uh, is Ginger Baker? Well, I think you know that'd be you, Hank. Oh. You're a cheat and a cheater, CC, and I don't want nothing to do with you. <laughs> okay, okay, you got me. What do you want me to say? Dennis, you're right. And I'm sorry. I promise to turn over a new leaf, and I'll start by never seeing Doreen or Hilda again. Oh, wait up. Uh, do you mean, do you mean my, my Hilda, CC? Do you really mean that, CC? You're a slickster, so I can never tell. Huh, honest to goodness, cross my heart and hope to saw me in half. I'm a change in my ways. I can't go around hurting my friends. That's no way to go through life. Well, most people figure that one out uh, pretty early on in their lives, CC. Clearly, I am not most people, Hank. And you ought to know that, so... But now, what do you say we start over and start a new business together? I think our house and den of wholesale saws, drills, and holes is poised to take over the market here outside Sioux Falls. 
on this uh, particular stretch of roadside? Well, uh, you could be right, CC. You just might be right. Dennis? Everything inside me is saying run the other way, but like a moth to a flame, I guess. Oh, boy, then it's settled. Shoot. Eh, you won't be sorry. And neither will you, fair listener. So don't wait. Come on down right now to the house and den of all the things I just mentioned. I'm so excited I can't even mention them now. Uh, uh, let's work on our new sign, boys. And uh, I do need some more ketchup. And uh, Kenny, uh, or was it Ron? I forget. You can You can stop the recording now. I think we've got it. <laughs> I don't, Captain, those commercials get stranger and stranger, and I've, I'm scared of these lurf things, I think. They're, they're quite scary. I mean, what is going on? I don't understand why they, they would record that and then air it. Whatever pays the bills, whatever right. pays the bills, Gory. I suppose we shouldn't complain. But, uh, you know, we were going to try something new. We have a new segment at the end oh. of the podcast here, I, uh, maybe I didn't tell oh, you, Captain. This, oh, is this from your? Is this Marty again? Your stupid agent? No. Did he get? No, no, no. This, no. This is just an idea that maybe. Well, I think you must have been in the uh, washroom, the captain's washroom, or something. And uh, Shippard and I were talking about it, and we said, you know, everyone. What washroom. Till yes, <laughs> till just a few minutes ago, we were out in, out in the wilderness, walking around. Well, but, how many times have you used room? the vacuum like, toilet what? since we found this new ship? You, I'm sure you've used well, it 12 times already. This is quite nice, actually. Quite nice. <laughs> yes, and so, you know, Shipward and I, we were talking. Except when I got they, my tentacles stuck in there. That was quite quite unfortunate. We always have to keep it clear of the vacuum flush, of course. But uh, Oh, is that what that says? What we thought might be interesting to the listeners here, you know, everyone in the universe, of course, tunes into sports on Lurf. Because that's one of the things that's unique to Lurf, right? They love it. They love it here. Right? They come up with these uh, teams. I believe they call TMs. Teams. And they, from different locations, they all have exciting sounding names like bears and lions. Oh, sports talk. Hornets. The Hornets. I thought you meant sports talk. I thought this was going to be a a thing about about the... uh, Mushroom species here. Diamondbacks. That's a snake. That's a type of snake. This is really going to play, Captain. Yeah, I think we should Trust do it. Trust us on this. I think we should do it. Just wing it, Captain. Okay, you're you're great at just jumping. jumping how in. do you? How do either of you know anything about Lurfian sports? Well, we've literally just never set foot onto this planet. No, but until every, just. Oh, but you don't listen to sports radio. On 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 the universal broadcasting system or what? No, I listen to Spores Radio <laughs> because it's very important as a captain, especially, to be aware of any of the spores that might be infiltrating the space. Yes, our yes, part of the galaxy. We would just be Do another you know, in a voice of thousands if we were to have a spores talk show. I mean, that's, that's creatures of our size. <laughs> we could be easily destroyed by just one spore. Yes, I Two spores, it's, it's absurd. You're, here you are, so, so obsessed with this sport. Sport. What does it matter? Well, We're surviving. Just, We're fighting for our survival. Captain, let's try it once. <laughs> if it doesn't work, we could go to spores talk next time. But You really, promise. 
<laughs> if this does not work, the next episode 14, we're doing Spores Talk. It's, it's I, quite know, fascinating. I told you, there's many, many Spores Talk, but if you think we have something unique to add to that conversation, maybe you'd have to convince me. But let's try Nobody's doing Spores Talk outside. Uh, we're, we're really on this subject. <laughs> right. Well, I think you might be something. We might be onto something just about spores, don't you think? <laughs> well, that's yes. You've made that opinion quite clear, Captain. How many different species of spores or fungi do you guys know about? Are you are you aware? Guy? I'm a very fun guy. I'm the captain. <laughs> do, you, do you know about zygospores or ascospores or the bastiospores, or the asteospores, or the oridianospores, or the teleospores, or the go-spores. The known universe has 30,400,621 spores. Species. That's right. Let's start with the first. there's almost that many talk shows about spores. I'm saying sports, Captain. Oh, fine, 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 fine. You have to try this. Nobody's doing it outside of the Rom Nebula and outside of the Milky Way. Okay, go ahead. Don't know, All right. Don't know anything with the spot. Well, let's just pick. I mean, there's so much to talk about. What about the, you know, Brad Stevens, supposed to be the boy genius coach of the Boston Celtics. Mm. And it's been, what, four seasons, five seasons now? Everyone thinks the magic is about to happen. I don't see it happening there below 500. What is going on? Any ideas? Shipwood, help me out here. Uh, I had no time to prepare for this segment. <laughs> How could you not tell me anything about this segment? I thought we were going to do spores. <laughs> Captain, I you'll just, pick it up. I Captain, spent pick it, two you, you days will... reading about everything about spores, every type of fungi species. I didn't read anything Captain, about that's ridiculous. Nobody wants to hear a spores talk show. We do, we, there are so many. I would love to hear spores talk. Matter of fact, I, I created two spore mushroom puppets and I was going to do a quite a little would you like to see the play I came up with oh, well, now called let's... Spores Talk hello <laughs> my name is Sporia Dionysus <laughs> hello my name is Red Sporia Dionysus watch out for the evil how are you today oh the evil shiitake is going to take us away <laughs> yes. that's all I have so far I mean I didn't know you had puppets that changes things maybe we try that next time or uh, you could do your sport talk with puppets. Might be, might be good too. If I could, uh, Guri, yeah. your 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 legion for the Celtics is well known and and, and admirable. Let's talk baseball. Uh, <laughs> Wait a uh, minute, we didn't even talk about that. My beloved Celtics. Oh, I, I didn't, you're throwing it to me. I mean, what? Oh, what, okay, yes, yes. Go on. Please. I mean, go on. I mean, I don't have much more to say except what's going on. And I don't have an answer to that. And, and, I, and I don't really follow the NBA and I haven't really since the 90s. But uh, Oh, right. I, I mean, and I'm referring to the, the information I've gleaned from uh, the 90s, and that's kind of where I stopped right. gleaning. So uh, baseball, big story in the offseason. Not right. a player, but a manager. Oh, that's and, right. And you certainly think Chicago White Sox, we know – Young team, exciting team, uh, a lot of Cuban uh, players, a lot of uh, g- great uh, Latin players. Let's bring in okay, – got rid of Ricky Renteria, which was – Did you say Cuban? They have a lot of Cubist players. I didn't know that. Uh, they study art? No, no, no. Not, 
this is Picasso. This is a <laughs> this is a Cuban. It's a it's a okay, one of the. Oh, I know I know all about Picasso. <laughs> I didn't know he was one of these sport players, as no, you not, say. He's not. He's not. He's not. <laughs> Does uh, he paint? Is that one of the? Is it full contact painting? I didn't know that was one of the sports that we had. No, no, no. That no. I could talk about for days. You know, when I was a little lad, I, my brother and I, who was in actually the same branch over where we were you know, being born from the tree. Right. Well, he, we used to play this game where we would take paintbrushes and he would throw paint at me. I would whack it and we would run as fast as we possibly can, which wasn't very far because we didn't have legs. Right. Okay. Not Is a sport. What... Definitely not a sport. Baseball's oh. a sport. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yes. So, into that. <laughs> who are this? Who are they going to hire? Of course, they're going to they're going to get one of the hot young. No, Tony Larusa. <laughs> oh no, Tony Larusa out of the game nine seasons. Wasn't uh, he arrested recently? Drunk driving. He imbibed a a a beverage. A Lurfian beverage, which uh, affects... Is that illegal the, on Lurf? Ill, illegal to have a certain amount of it in your system while while operating one of their uh, primitive vehicles. Oh, he, well, he's done cool. that more than once. He's been arrested for that. But, I mean, here's the big picture. How is, how is a guy like Tony LaRussa going to manage a today's game? Today's game is not the game. Tony yeah. Lewis of the 80s, the Oakland A's. It's the, not the game we grew up St. with. St. Louis Cardinals. It's not the game Tony LaRusso managed. I think it's a terrible decision. And right. I'll, I'll hang up and wait for my uh, uh, answer. I, that's, I hear that being said a lot on the, the oh. talk shows. They, <laughs> yes, they hang you're up, the host, Shipley. They, they hang up and they wait for their answer. Right, but, right. But anyway. But you're- you're one of the hosts, though, so we yeah, yeah. I just uh, oh, you just wanted to say that, right? Yeah. First time, long time. That's what they say sometimes too. Yeah, first time listener, uh, long time caller. Something. Okay. <laughs> right. Corey, did you say the game you grew up with, not the game you grew up with? Yeah, the game I grew, I, the game I threw up with as well. Back on me, pop. <laughs> right, I'm you. It's an expression. You, you, Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah, we, we've actually been into these sports for about the last half hour. <laughs> right, oh, that's, but it's intriguing. Earth, that's Earth Hour. Right, and we we just sort of downloaded all the information, you know, as we as we do as Meepopians, and uh, we we, we we're like a walking encyclopedia now. We can we can talk a about what? any statistic. What? <laughs> what did you encyclopedia? What what is that? You, you know it. That's one of the universal terms, isn't it? I guess not. No. <laughs> well, then how would I know it? I don't know. Are you really from me, Pop? Of yeah, Yuri. <laughs> I mean, whatever your name is. You don't. We've been together on thirteen different missions, maybe fourteen now. You replaced by the Meepopian High Council, weren't you? Oh, Yuri. Okay, Calm you down. really are, Guri. What? When did I lose my thirty-seventh tentacle? What was I doing? Well, that was on the ma- vacuum toilet on Osiris. Okay, okay. Well, then it really is you. Yes, I stand yeah. corrected. Right. We all remember that. You wouldn't stop screaming. So humiliating. <laughs> there are whole, six. There are six terabytes of more information on that. If you want me to <laughs> read any of this. Yes. Who was the first? baseball player ever i wonder 
Ty Cobb, maybe? I think it was Jose Canseco is what I'm getting. <laughs> I could be wrong on this. He was the first baseball player ever. Yeah, that sounds about right. Jose Canseco. Um, he's quite a pioneer. Yuri, I thought you would have a lot more. I thought you could just jump into this conversation, but apparently not. Well, if somebody <laughs> gave me any preparation whatsoever, even it was in, first of all, it was in the script. You gave me it was in one the script. Day. Yes, I thought it was sports talk, not <laughs> sports talk. I, you know, you read quickly. That's one of it's been always been one of your. How is a captain supposed to be prepared to talk about sports that is not in my? Job description. It's true. Spores, yes. Fungi, <laughs> yes. Proton blasters, definitely yes. Well, maybe we'll try uh, spores talk next time, I guess. I mean, we'll see if we can bring something new to it. Neat. Just such I, well-trodden uh, ground. Well, talk know? about useful information. This could save lives. How many lives are you going to save with sport? Um, well, it's entertainment, really. It's not supposed to save lives. No. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's, yeah. Next time we'll, we'll give it a... <laughs> hey, guys. Oh, oh, no. Not this... This thing. Ridiculous. I travel all over spaceship, all over universe to go back to Meepop. Oh, right. Come back. Weren't you getting something for us last time? I forget. Were you getting us a ship? Because we actually... Uh, we have one now. We... Bought you ship from me, Pop. Not that piece Real of Real ship. No, this ship, Mad Engineer. Mad Engineer. <laughs> no, yes, we have one of those, though, and it's actually a better. It's one of the Star Runner. Uh, Third went all <laughs> over 70,000 light years. First, I went wrong direction. I know. Then I got, <laughs> I got lost. I had to ask for directions. And then you got very. Embarrassing to feed. Right, right. I finally, I asked. He said, "Me, I, I went the wrong way." We tried. Me all the way back to me, Pop. Five thousand cufflinks in the wrong direction. I know, Thind. We tried to send you an embroidery as soon as we got the new ship. Then Thind has to steal this spaceship, which I do for my friend. <laughs> right. Who I thought was my friend. What happened to the ship you were flying in in the first place? I was not flying spaceship. What? You just fly by yourself, Thind? Thind can do anything. Oh, okay. Thind flying in metaphysical realm. Wait, Yuri, Yuri, maybe we should stash that spaceship away just in case we need it. I mean, you know, oh, who knows? Right, idea. Where, where, where are you going to put a spaceship on the, on the spaceship? Well, we could dig a hole. Remember, we dig a hole. <laughs> put a spaceship in a hole. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great idea. Yeah, we're, just we're, dig a hole and put a space. Yeah. What? Why don't you start digging right now? Why is that so Why crazy? Dig an extra hole. Maybe you could fit a coffin in there. Where Maybe would... two. <laughs> wow. Dig one for Timmy as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little much, Captain. You know, I'm just trying to think ahead. I mean, something could go we wrong. We could put with your this... sports talk into that coffin <laughs> as well. <laughs> Boy, really took a turn. I mean, I'm just saying we could think ahead in case this first, this new spaceship... That it was much better, I admit. Did somebody say think ahead? <laughs> Who's that? Prologu. Uh, 
Yes. Proloco? No, you're that you're supposed to be Proloco, uh, my friend. No, you're the, that's the nemesis, I believe, of No. Themed. No, no, There's no. Epilogu. Epilogu, that's... my nemesis. Prologu, my friend. Uh... Cookie Master, my best friend. <laughs> oh god. Wow. Where is that episode two ridiculous? Someone hit the button. At the end, I hit button. <laughs> I'm very mad about me get spaceship. I know. I'm sorry, Thiend. We tried to reach you. The embroidery machine was jammed. Right excuse. And also, we were <laughs> a little excited to get our new ship. So we, maybe we forgot. I still I think stole, we should put that I one in the hole. ship from Farit. We could bury it if we need it. We'll come back for it. Okay. Well, why don't you get digging, Guri? You too, Shipwood. Do you have a shovel? Uh, use your use your tentacles. <laughs> All right. I mean, we don't need a very big hole. It's we're we're tiny. The ship is not that much bigger than us. Well, relative to us, it's still a very <laughs> large hole. Oh, that's right. I, I estimate it will take uh, eight and a half Earth days to dig the hole. <laughs> oh well, you better what? get started digging. My goodness, Tim, Timmy, why don't you help? That's what. That's why a shovel would help. Instead of our tentacles. <laughs> what is a shovel, anyway? Why would I know what one of those was? Uh, it must be a universal term, like sports. <laughs> right. Or encyclopedia. I see one here available at a <laughs> homey depot. Oh, homey depot. He's Fiend, can you do us a favor? That was Just my rap go name. over to the Homie Depot. That was my rap name in college. Homie Depot. Wait, wait. Menards has one cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, get that one then. Make sure it's not sold out though. Sometimes they say that online and then you get there and charge it to the Mepopian High Council, please. <laughs> right. Charge yeah, it to the account. I'll call them first. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's, this has been another episode. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Greetings, love feelings. Oh, we need the end of we need the end of segment music. Hold on. Post production. That's, that's, oh, that's is it. it.